And we're live. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, your host for the show at Daily Confidence. We share tips, strategies, and actionable advice to help you boost your confidence in different areas of your business. And uh, these are things that you could use on a daily basis, hence the name Daily Confidence, which is a weekly show, <laughs> right? So that's how it works. Now, uh, I have an amazing guest. My guest is Virginia Muskis, and we're talking about how to build a network that works. So if you want a network that works, stick around, and I'm going to share with you, she is going to share with you some really good kick-ass strategies. Now, I have a quick announcement for you guys. The confidence giveaway is coming up starting on May 31st, going through June 6th, that week of. And uh, uh, if you would like to contribute and build your list and build your community, uh, this is most likely unlike any other giveaway that you've been to. Last time we ran it in November and our contributors were really, really happy. And they kept telling me that this is really awesome. And I'm like, all right, after 10 or 20 people tell me it's awesome, then I started believing them. Anyway, so if you wanted to uh, grow your list, uh, email list in your community, uh, you want to go to dailyconfidence.show forward slash join and all the details are there. And I'm going to put the link here in the chat box. Uh, yes, it's in there. All right. So let me introduce my guest, Virginia, and we're going to dive right into a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. So welcome, Virginia. Thanks, Mustafa. How are you today? I am good. Let me do the proper introduction and we're going to get started. Virginia Muskis, the referral diva, mm -hmm. is the founder and chief connection officer at Master Connectors Inc. She helps sol solopreneurs get off the revenue roller coaster and create a consistent $10,000 plus per month in sales so they have the money to do what matters and the time to enjoy it. Welcome, Virginia, again. Thanks. How's it going so far? Um, it's busy, but good. Good, good. I'm super excited to be here. Love it. Um, can you quickly share with us the little tip that you shared with me before we got started about how you start manifesting things within like seven <laughs> days? That was crazy. That is like insanely crazy. So uh, yeah, I, I just did this plan where I wrote down four goals. And inside each of the four goals, I wrote down four projects. And inside each of the projects, I made a list of things that needed to happen. Yep. And stuff is happening. But I'm not doing anything to make things happen. They're just happening. happening. You're totally chill and, and, you know, laid back and things have started happening because of the clarity, I guess. Uh, today, who had all these ideas. And what I said was, you know, when I was in graduate school, I remember saying to a professor, you know, Mustafa, it's like, I totally know what I want to say. I just can't get it on paper. To which my professor replied, if you totally knew what you wanted to say, it would be on the paper, yeah. right? If you you don't have clarity. You haven't thought it through. You haven't sketched it out. No Pinterest board. No, not like you have not figured this out yet. Therefore, yeah. you cannot create it. And so I think it really is. There's a big there's a big part about for me, uh, part of my five-step process is like clarify. Yeah. So this was just, uh, it's just an exercise in taking, you know, chewing on my own gum, if you will. Right. Like love it. Sort of taking my own advice. Yeah. Love it. I always say, if you don't know what you want, it would be impossible to get it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you want? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Right. It's like, how are you going to get something you don't know if you don't know what it is? <laughs> Well, and how often here's, oh, here's a great daily confidence tip. You ready? Everybody knows what they don't want. Yeah. What do you want for dinner? I don't want liver and onions. Well, that's great, but that doesn't really narrow it down enough to, to get your date, to take you to a restaurant where you actually want to eat the food. Right. Yeah. So, um, really it is, it is imperative that you not only have clarity about what you don't want, which is a great place to start, right? Here's what I don't want, don't want, don't want, don't want. 
But if you stop there and you don't get to what is it that I'm really trying to manifest? What is it that I really want to create? Then you just get more of what you don't want because that you just keep looking at the big pile of poo and it keeps growing. Yeah. And you can't figure out why does the poo grow? Well, because your brain doesn't understand you don't want it. You're looking at it. So it goes, finds more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm -hmm. you're more uh, conscious of what you don't want and you keep finding it. Right. All right. So what's what's your story how did you get into what you're doing now oh boy um so i'm a teacher by trade i've been a teacher since i was three years old smartest stuffed animals like uh east of the mississippi grew up in new jersey dad was an entrepreneur um and dad made a dad made some bold choices Let, put everything on the line um bought a farm where he could hunt and where my mom could grow food and that is like legit how we ate I ate a lot of weird things like rabbit, squirrels, and groundhogs when I was growing up. Didn't really know that that wasn't a thing. So uh, eventually my dad built his business, and but he built it at the expense of his relationships and the things that mattered most. Hmm. So I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I've always been very independent minded. I ask for forgiveness, not for permission. I am a politically a solid libertarian, like you're a grown ass grown up, make a choice and then live your consequences. It's just how I've always been. It's how my dad raised me. And that really aligns with entrepreneurship, right? Write your ticket, suck up your consequences, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, get going. But what I realized uh, along the way was that when you do that in a transactional way, and when you do that without attending to your most profound and necessary relationships in your life, you end up a very lonely human. And uh, so what I set out to do about 10 years ago after a stint as a teacher after, Oh, hi, James Lamb. Uh, hey, after, man. after being a, a teacher, after, um, being a Mary Kay lady, like after doing a lot of, a lot of different things, I really came to the conclusion that I wanted to prioritize my relationships first and create a business that fueled that, that passion and that lifestyle and where I found it was possible was creating relationships and then using uh, persuasion and influence with your relationships, borrowing trust to create revenue and to create multiple wins uh, across the board. So always looking for that win-win solution. Um, I've studied with tons of people, Callan Rush, Justin Livingston, Bill Bear, and Jay Facet. I mean, the list goes on. Um, I don't have an MBA from some university, but I sure have invested that much in getting my MBA in the real world and and so here I am now helping business owners grow and scale um, using referral marketing as their first marketing tool uh, to get them to this above six figures. And then they can start to take a look at other at other kinds of tools that can help them get eyeballs and engagement. Love it. So uh, you obviously have a very diverse background and you've done mm -hmm. quite a bit mm -hmm. so you're like a. Uh, you have a lot of experience, which I can't wait to tap into. So gang, if you're watching or listening, if you have any questions about networking and referrals, pop them in the chat box and we'll do our best to cover them. The first question is, when did Mustafa get a beard? James, I started, uh, you know, not shaving uh, my beard like a few weeks ago. And last time I had a beard like this was like probably back in 2015. So I was like, I'm going to let it grow a little bit. And my wife doesn't like it. So probably not going to last long, but... That's the first question. So I think it's kind of sexy. So, you know, for me, as long as we're, if you can just keep it through the end of the interview, that'll be great. Oh, we'll good. During the interview. Right. <laughs> My wife doesn't think it's sexy because it's like oh, well. poking her face. Oh, it's pokey. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. yeah. So, um, uh, you, you, you covered this, uh, 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 I think already, but let's just clarify who do you serve and what do you do for them? So, I serve solo entrepreneurs, so folks that are pretty much working by themselves. Maybe they have hired a couple of contractors, somebody maybe to help them with their tech or somebody maybe to do their accounting. So they, they've got maybe they've got a little team, but mostly they are responsible for marketing, delivery mm -hmm. and management of all. So they're responsible alone for all aspects of their business. And most of the time they're networking. They're not getting a return on that investment, but they don't have the money to do anything else um, on a consistent basis. They don't have the money to do consistent 
you know, mail or consistent Facebook ads. So they need to make their networking work. Uh, Maybe Uh they're looking at creating joint venture partnerships, speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, and a lot of financial advisors and insurance agents. (laughs) Financial advisors. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let me ask you uh, about a couple of foundational questions about definitions. Is that okay? Yep. What is your definition of network and networking? Let me start with what it's not. Okay. Okay. Most people assume that networking is going to an event and collecting business cards or contact information, whether that's digital or in paper form. So you see this going to chamber meetings, you see this going to meetup groups, and then you see it at big events like JVology, like Collaborate, like like Tom Matson's events, right? Like you see people going to events. And one of the coolest things about COVID, right, was it moved all these events online so we could access these amazing events without having to buy a ticket, go somewhere, pay for a hotel, et cetera, right? But what I started to see was that a lot of people just like in the real, in live, like in person, a lot of people didn't have a strategy for turning those connections into cash flow. So uh, it's so it's endemic to both sides. What is networking? I love the um, the definition um, from networking as a contact sport. I, the guy's the, his first name is Joe, and his last name just just slipped my mind. He yeah. says it's not Rogan. No, I'll figure. <laughs> I'll, remember it. I'll remember it. No. It's the subtle art of connecting to get stuff done, right? It's about connecting to produce results and outcomes. Uh It's about sharing knowledge, resource, networks in order to increase the value of the whole. So of the collective, such that you and me and James get together and do something. And the three of us bringing everything together create something much larger than any of us could do alone. So the like the production of the whole exceeds the sum of the parts. Love and, it. Love and that. And that's really what I think networking is. And it's like the power of us three, like one plus one plus one. It's like 10. Ten. Yeah. It's not like two or one plus one is not two anymore. Two Correct. plus one is not three anymore. That's like much, 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 much more powerful. All right. right. So one more definition question. What is your definition of a referral? A referral is an introduction to a prospect who has the problem that you solve, is ready to entertain a conversation, and can pay you what you're worth. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, why should we care about this? You should care about this. Because inside your network is all of the money and all of the value and all of the problem solving that you will ever need. And when you understand reciprocity and you understand how to have meaningful reciprocity conversations, you begin to grow your business and grow yourself in extraordinary ways. If we're only connecting about making money, we are connecting at the lowest form of vibrational currency. So Mustafa, you and I have not even begun talking money at all. Like, oh, well, I'll JV for you and pay you $11 and 13 cents. And what is your EPC? And like, we haven't had that conversation and there may or not be a need for it. My guess is there's not. I'll refer you people that have the problem you solve are ready to attain, um, entertain a conversation, have the money to pay you and resonate with your values, with your values hierarchy. I'm going to send those people to you. You'll make money. It's fine. Right. You'll send people to me. I'll make money. Absolutely. At some point we might find that we're out of balance, right? Like you're sending me a lot of clients and the people I'm sending you aren't biting. Well, then maybe we do need to have a different conversation about how do we rebalance so that you don't feel like you're working your butt off for me, but you're not getting, you're not getting anything in return. Right. Uh, So it's, you should care about these agreements at the business level because they build your, they build your business in ways that you, you can't know. And they grow your container, which makes you more able to build a bigger business. 
but you really should care because if you can learn these systems in business, you can negotiate reciprocity in every relationship in your life, from your relationship with your children, to your relationship with your parents, to your relationship with your spouse, your coworkers, with everybody. If you can get this down, your entire life improves and up levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. Could not agree more. And gang, if you're watching or listening, either live or later, we're talking about networking and referrals with the referral diva. If you have any questions about this topic and if for referrals and networking, pop them in a chat box and uh, we'll do our best to cover them. Now, um, Virginia, what are the most common myth about networking and referrals that business owners run into? Okay. Number one, they're free, right? Somebody gives you a referral. It costs you nothing to get it, right? Not true. There is a pre-game play that has to happen before that referral manifests itself. And there is a post-game play that has to happen after. So Mustafa, this is like market, any kind of marketing, right? Let's, you're doing your giveaway, right? So you got a pre-game plan. What do I need to do to get eyeballs engagement? Here's my whole list of pre-game. And I have a strategy for how am I going to make money doing that? Then you've got to execute that. And then if you fail to figure out what am I going to do with all those people that signed up, you just left all the money on the table, right? Referrals are no different. There is a cost of engagement to get to the place where someone will say, I know you like you, trust you, and want to share my network with you. And there is a cost on the back end for how well you take care of that referral and bring that referral into your community and then reward your referral partner for doing it. Referrals are not free their paper performance. All right. So you, you, like, it's like you're not paying money for it, but you have to put relationship equity and time and other resources to make it happen. Or maybe I need to put money into it. Ever Have you ever taken a connection for lunch? Exactly. Yeah. Do you believe that if you and I go to a JVology or a Collaborate, we end up in a place live that we're not going to be like grabbing for the bill and we're going to be all right. Well, we're going to. OK, well, now we're going to have to have breakfast because now I need to pick up the bill. Like we're going to be doing that and investing in that connection on the back end. How am I going to reward you? I had these two referral partners one time and uh, they each contributed over 20 percent of my annual revenue in a year. So two ladies two ladies were responsible for 42% of my revenue in a single wow. year. Mm -hmm. So I, they each had a desire. One had a desire for connections in Australia, the other in the Middle East. I was going to an international convention. I put them both on a plane with me. We went out to uh, Petaluma, California. They stayed in my hotel room. I was going to pay for it anyway. And I introduced them to the Australia con contingency and the Dubai contingency. Why? Why would I spend $5,000 taking these two ladies? I wined them. I dined them. We went to wineries. They paid nothing. Why? Because the next year they were responsible for 60% of my revenue. Right. You're nurturing the relationship. It wasn't free. Yeah. Like, hey, thanks, man. That, that was a great referral. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Thank you. The second myth really is that they're organic, right? Now, the notion of organic in marketing, as you know, Mustafa, is organic traffic is traffic we don't put a cash outlay for versus paid traffic, which is when we get earnings per click and we do Facebook ads, right? So there's two different kinds of social media and people associate the the referral thing with organic. I just want organic referrals, meaning I just want to go to the chamber meeting comb my hair, be charming and have people say, Ooh, I want to work with you. It doesn't happen that way. It's a little bit more like organic gardening. You know, you have to fix the soil, got to have the right soil, right pH, the right little organisms. You have to go out there and pick all the little bugs off. You got to make sure it's watered, right? Like it's more like that. The reason that's the most dangerous myth of all Mustafa is because if you think it's a crapshoot, will you write a plan? Will you look for a plan? I'm not sure what you mean by crapshoot. That it's like roll the dice and maybe you maybe you roll, maybe you roll a double. Okay. Right? You go outside and you go to an event and maybe you get a referral, maybe you don't. And there's nothing you can do about it. It is just playing the odds and dumb luck. And right? I'm hoping for the Yeah, I'm talking about crapshoots like from rolling dice in the casino. All right, okay, got right? it, got it. So the idea is 
that you can't plan for it. You can't control it. You can't make it happen. If you believe that, then that's exactly what you're going to get. But I, for the last decade, have been using a, a process, a six-step process that that absolutely earns me a quarter of a million dollars a year by referral through relationships. And I do it, I do it day in and day out. My clients do it day in and day out. I just had a client I was talking to today who said, okay, I have increased my, my patient load. He's a physical therapist. My patient load by uh, 125% and I've increased my income 260% as a result of doing this process. Now I'm doing Facebook ads and I'm slaying it, but he has the revenue to do now something that's further leverage that gets him more results less of his time. And he continues to network as well. And now we've shifted him to my graduate networking program, but because he's got the basics down that have, have really tripled his revenue. Right. So it's, it is, there is a way to do it and a way to plan for it and a way to control it. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about some of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make with um, networking and referrals. Here's the really big one. They believe what people tell them. How many how many times have you heard, oh, Mustafa, I'm going to connect you. Oh, you need to meet. I'm going to make an email. Oh, sure. No problem, Mustafa. You can come on my Facebook Live. And it never happens. Mm-hmm. So, with the, so the average entrepreneur does one of two things. They try to chase you down. Mustafa, you said, you said, you said, you said, and then they get ghosted because now you're nagging them. Or they just think you're a jerk and avoid you for the rest of your life. And they don't, they don't interact with you because you didn't, you didn't keep your word. So two big dreams. The reason that happens a lot of time partially is because do you have a standard operating procedure for how Mustafa is going to do the thing that you asked him to do? Chances are you do not. So if you do not have a standard operating procedure that says, Mustafa, I would like you to get on my, you said to me, I'd like you to get on my stream yard. You sent me an email. This is how you do it. Here is the date. Here's what you're going to prepare. What are the questions? What do you write? You have a process. It was effortless for me to be here. Right? Right. Super easy. And I have a process to bring you on my podcast and it will be super easy for you. And we will be in marketing reciprocity. So the bigger thing about this is you must watch what people do. One, give them an SOP, give them exactly what you want to do, want them to do in no uncertain terms, provide them with the copy. This is, you know, from joint venturing. You don't just say to a JV, Hey, Hey Mustafa, will you email for me? Sure. Do you have any copy? What swipe copy? No. What's that? An email? No, I don't have any emails. Just tell people about me. Okay, you can't do it. So that's on me. That's my fault. Now, if I give it to you again, how many people say, oh, yeah, I'll totally mail for you. I'll totally promote you to my network and never do it. Yeah. Right. So you need to keep your eye on that because the people that you want to spend time with and spend resources on and invest in are the people who do what you say and what they agree to. So they follow your plan. And they do it when they say they will. Um, so how do, just, just, just to clarify, how do we make that happen again? When you need tools. You want me to call someone? Give me a script. You want me to email? Give me an email. You want me to text right. somebody? Give me okay. a text. So to provide them with the resources and the clear instructions on exactly what they need to do. Don't leave them guessing and assuming things. Be like, here's the copy and feel free to modify the copy. Mm-hmm. And bam, you make it easy. Correct. And Love for it. me, for me and my system, I'm like, you need to create some templates. We actually um, create a digital, a digital toolkit that I can text to my referral partners with all my emails, a direct sales letter, scripts, videos, case studies, testimonials, all my programs, everything on a on a virtual card. On a, I've been told not to say V card because apparently that doesn't that means something else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's some sexual innuendo thing, but we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's a virtual card. Um, so, okay. So I'll see that. I will get you one. Um, all right. 
So the 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 key the, the the key part of it is have a toolkit have a way you can put it in dropbox you can put it in a google drive you can send it in a zip file it doesn't matter how you do it but have it right put it on a page on your website something that gives people a way to refer you that's number 1 and right. then number 2 invest heavily in the people who take action on what they say they're going to do so I don't care. Listen, if I go into my Infusionsoft and I see somebody got 34 clicks, but no opt-ins, I don't care. I'm like on the phone. Oh my God, dude, you got 34 clicks. You rock. Thank you for mailing for me. Um, I find some cool gift and I send out cool, like the first time somebody gets 25 opt-ins for or um, clicks, they get something in the mail from me. When they get their very first opt-in, they get something in the mail from me. When they get their first their first sale, they get something from me. That's in addition to anything I've promised because I want them to know that unlike, I've got 99 affiliates, but let me pro I promise you, it's the 20% of the 20% that produce every single time. Those yep. people get love. That's your VIP list, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And right, you're like you're like showing them, them right it's like if you if you do it and i and i feed you you'll do it again because you liked it absolutely you're used to like you're used to like here's um uh how, how do i put this together nurturing the action you're like yeah please do more of this and i did notice and i'm rewarding you for for the amazing work and i'm not like uh i'm not forgetting you i'm not acting like a jackass saying hey thank you <laughs> here's and, and here's a big mistake oh this one's killing me maybe and maybe this is a conversation you and i can have and maybe now's not the time to have it but i've been on a couple of summits i've emailed i've done everything and my audience just didn't respond right they just weren't interested and people are like you have only gotten 14 clicks and there are one opt-in and you need to do better I'm like, okay, well, count me out then. Like, yeah. I did what you asked. I emailed your stuff. If your copy doesn't convert, not my problem. If you asked me to do this and you didn't research my audience first, and so, I, you know, you want doctors and that's not what I have in my audience, I don't know what your audience is. You me. So really, like, you only have 12 opt-ins. You need to email more. Here's here's some Facebook posts that you need to put out there because you only got 12 options. I'm like, wow, like yeah. not working for you. I never yeah. ever shame anybody, anybody. But, but so to the contrary, the other side, mm -hmm. I've done this where someone people forget to actually do it or they don't take it serious. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's your example where you did send and it wasn't a good match or the copy wasn't converting, mm -hmm. uh, but. What do you say about following a proper, you know, polite follow-up to people that might have forgotten to promote you, to refer you, to introduce you, and the rest of it? Yeah, so I have a little system for this. Ready? Uh-huh. I'll remind you, but I'm not going to say you're underperforming. I'm just going to remind you. I'm going to be like, hey, Mustafa, hey, how's it going? What's going on? Um, and you say, hey, what's going on? I go, oh, my God, we're in the middle of the giveaway. It's so great. We've gotten 400 opt-ins already. Um, so it's been really great. And you go, oh, crap. So did, hey, have I gotten any? Yeah, like 12. I'm so grateful for those 12 opt-ins you got me. Um, I would, you know, I would, is that, was that in your, like, does that, is that good for you? Like, or did yeah. you want to do more? I'm not going to, I'm not going to come at you and do that. Here's the second thing. People are always what they do and rarely what they say. So if you say, yeah, 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 I'm going to mail for you and you don't, when you come to me and say, can you do this thing for me? I'm probably going to say no. Because if I've already gone for you, you said you were going to go for me and then you didn't and you come back and ask me to do something for you again, I'm going to be like, oh man, Mustafa, I'm really sorry. I'm not able to do that at this time. You got it. Right. Yeah. And if they press, then I'm going to have the conversation. I'm going to say, well, I'm going to be really honest with you. You know, I promoted for you and got you 300 opt-ins and you didn't mail for me when you said you would. And that was really disappointing. And I'm okay. But what, what you do tells me what you have bandwidth for.
So yeah. if you'd like to mail for me next time, then I'd be happy to support you in the future, but it's your turn. I already did mine. Mm -hmm. Is that how you exactly you say it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm, I, we're in reciprocity. So, you know, Mustafa, you and I know that if you said I'm going to be on this and I said you're going to be on that, that that's what we're doing. If I don't show up for you when you invited me on your show or you don't show up for me or I don't show up for a podcast interview with you, well, then we're not in reciprocity and I have to own the fact that I didn't do a good job for you. Yeah. Will I let you make it up to me? Absolutely. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm just going to say, it looks like you didn't really have the capacity this time to reciprocate. So when you're ready to reciprocate, we can, we can pick it back up. Yeah. I, I, and I appreciate like direct cl clear language like that versus you ghosting me and I have no clue what's wrong. Right. Right. Um, it's like, Hey, it, it's, and what I, when, what we did was uh, last time we ran a giveaway we just we just uh, started acting dumb. Like, hey, my team tells me uh, the, the link is not working. Is this working? Uh, did, did you get everything you needed? And they're like, oh yeah, sorry, I haven't I haven't done that. I haven't got a chance. And then that was just a gentle reminder to do what they said they're going to do. Again, I'm okay with the nudge. Yeah. Right. I'm okay with the nudge that says, hey Virginia, we've got this many opt-ins. Or, hey, Virginia, how's the email go? How's the mailing going? Hey, Virginia, how's this going? Do you need anything else from me? Um, I'm good with that, right? What I, what I think has been really, and I think it's part of the software that some people are using where it says, um, you've only gotten this many, like you set like a parameter, I think, in that, where it's like, if it's less than this, then chastise them. And if it's more yeah. than that, applaud for them. I'm like... Honey, you get me one stinking opt-in. I'm going to give you a hooray. You give me a referral, even if it's the most ridiculous referral on the, like, I'm, what were they thinking? Because you get those two. I say, thank you so much for thinking of me, right? Tell me about John. And then you say, well, John this, John that. And I go, oh my gosh, Mustafa, I don't want to make you look bad with John. I don't actually do that. Oh, Okay. I don't actually like, that's not a problem that I actually solve. So, or my audience doesn't actually line up with that or whatever. Let's brainstorm who we could send John to that would make you look like a rock star. Mm, I like that. So this is all about create one is creating reciprocity and two is creating relationship. And I was a school teacher. You do not. I taught at an all boys boarding academy. Let me tell you, you get nowhere being a cute blonde chick teaching at an all boys boarding academy, shaming those boys. You just do not, right? You get bees with honey and you get flies with horse poo. So for me, in terms of reciprocity, I'm always going to be kind. I'm always going to be nice. And I'm going to say, this is my capacity. I don't have capacity then. I might have capacity later, but could I ask a favor? Between now and then, could you keep your word that you said? Got it. Got it. Right? I, I, I always appreciate clear, direct communication. I, I, don't, I don't like to people leave people thinking and guessing and i hate to be in that position myself where i don't know what mm -hmm. or what they think of what we've done so i really appreciate your your no bs um clear responses there i also have i just i want to also put this out there there is such a thing as premature solicitation right so when we go to events, particularly events where there's a lot of people that are learning how to joint venture and those sorts of things, right? We're getting put into breakout rooms to pitch. Hi, this is my program. This is when it's airing. The way that you support me is to send out X number of emails and so many Facebook posts. And you're going to do a Facebook live with me and you're going to do this and that. And I'm going to give you $400 per sale and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, honey, you did not even buy me a drink. Like you're already promising me how good you are in bed, but you have not bought me a drink yet. Mm -hmm. like, I don't care about any of that. Who who are you? Yeah. What do you care about? What do you do with your life? Like, so I think in some regard, 
those events are for people that say like, I would love to get to know. It's so nice meeting you. Thank you for telling me about your business. I'd like to get to know you. And then we can talk what we can do. And then I have a ladder um, of, of engagement. So I meet you. I get to know you as a person. Then we promote each other. It's kind of where we are right now. Like, right. We're like, I'll put you on my podcast. You put me on your, on your show. Um, maybe we'll do some Facebook stuff. We're going to do that. And if that goes well, and we're like, yes, this is juicy. Let's take another step. You're going to say, okay, who do you know that I need to know? Okay. Now we're connecting each other. We're connecting our networks and we're just, th- we're just setting the fleece. Do we follow through for each other? Um, I'm somebody who does need to be reminded sometimes. So you're like, okay, I don't want to work with a person who needs to be reminded sometimes. Okay. I'm a person that has a joint venture manager. You might have to get with Scott because sometimes I'm just not available. Is that okay with you? So we're testing the waters. Then we can say, all right, let's do some business. Let's make some money. Right. Because the money is the big O of business. Yeah. It's, it's, Kind of, it's kind of important. <laughs> like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zig Ziglar says, money is not everything, but it ranks high up the right beside oxygen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of need it. Um, well, it so. is, you know, it's our metaphor. It's our metaphor for survival. It's, it's our, it's the thing that we use to survive. Love it. Love yeah. it. So here's an example of gang, what we've talked about doing together. So if you're watching or listening to this later, if you rate and write a review about this specific episode with Virginia, you enter your name. We're going to invite you to an event where we go through marketing and networking and referrals. We do hot seats and all sorts of cool stuff. All you have to do is ra- uh, write a review or share a review about your experience with uh, this episode and what you got out of it and men- mention Virginia's name on our podcast. And we'll send you an invite to this event that we're going to hold together. Yep. Right. That's an example of what we're, we are collaborating together. Mm-hmm. How's that? I love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we know, let, I mean, let's be realistic. We know that the, the ease, the best way for us to get bigger guests and more, more people that are really good for your audience, right? Like your audience wants to hear from, I don't know, Ivan Meisner or Ken Honda or Seth Godin, right? They, they want to hear from people like that. Well, we can get those people in front of you, but we need you to review our podcasts because when we invite them onto a podcast, they're looking for a minimum of 50 reviews. I learned that from Matt Pollard. He's like, I'm going to come on because referrals is my gig, but you only have 29 reviews and that's not good. And by the way, your form and this, I mean, he gave me great information, right? but he's coming on because of that. But uh, how many people am I missing that I'm not getting in front of because I don't have enough reviews so they don't think that I'm serious as a podcaster? Absolutely. And gang, we're going to include Virginia's podcast link in there. Go take a look at her podcast. If you write a review about her podcast, you will also get invited. That'd be awesome. Have we scheduled your podcast interview? Did we 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 probably did it already. We probably did. Okay. I'm like, so I'm, I'm blonde and I'm a grandma. So I'm a woman of a certain age, which means my brain cells are really old. And you're a grandma. I am. Are you serious? You look like you got married yesterday. (laughs) Oh, 35 years. What? Yeah. No, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not just, uh, I'm just saying this to look or sound nice. You do not look like a grandma. So knock on wood. That's good for you. I, I is a grandma. I'll tell you what, when I, um, when I started uh, selling Mary Kay back in the day, I had two goals. Um, one of them was to um, my for my kids to want to hang out with me, and the other one was to look good at fifty, right? And um, and I did it. I like completely and utterly, utterly did it. Here, I'll show you my little guy. Here he is. Do it. That's your grandkid. Uh, in it. Oh my God, he's so. What's what's his name? Kingston Isaiah. Kingston Isaiah. Yep. That's a good looking guy. Look at his cuteness. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I love his Easter picture too, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, there he is hugging a hugging a statue at the zoo. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. super cute. He's my How old is he? Three and a half. Very nice. Oh, that's, that's he did on the playground. I have to brag on him. 
So we're on the playground and there's a dad chasing, chasing his kids and whatever. And he like the dad catches up with the youngest child who happens to be a little girl and is tickling her. And she's crying and saying, daddy, stop, daddy, stop. And my grandson turned around full on linebacker and shoved him and said, you leave her alone. Wow. I was like, wow. holy cow. Wow. That was pretty cool. That is something. The dad was like, whoa, you got a little linebacker there. I said, I am so sorry. He said, no, he was like totally in the right defending my girl. He has no idea who I am to the, her. All he heard was she wanted she wanted that person to stop doing that. I It was the craziest thing on the playground. Yeah. Love it. I always like hanging out with my kids. Oh. Um, that's a whole girls. I know we digressed into the whole family. No, no, I'll talk, I love talking. Family is my number number one value. So I could talk about that for five hours, no problem. But it's like it's why we do what we do, right, Mustafa? Yeah. Because yeah. I I want to be able to say, no, I'm I'm with my grandchild. No, yeah. you can't have my time. You can't have my attention. I'm with my daughters. I'm I'm doing I'm with my husband. Um, we're doing something, we're playing Scrabble as a family. No, we're not gonna answer our phones, you know. Um, we've gotten to a point in our world right now where we're so on demand, you can't even go to the bathroom without checking your text messages. I'm like, maybe we should go to the bathroom by ourselves and leave our phones on our desk. Like, <laughs> Matt, you know what? Yesterday I deleted uh, uh, Instagram on my phone. Oh, did you? Deleted it. I was just checking it. I never signed up. I, I just deleted it. And, and I feel better for not having it because it was constantly checking. It was like, oh, done. Enough. Mm hmm Enough. So there you go. Daily confidence tip for entrepreneurs. Quit wasting time checking your social media and go to the bathroom one time a day without your phone. See if yeah. you can see if you can tolerate your own company for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And if there's a, and there's an app that you use it way too much, delete it. Yep. And see if you could live and breathe without it. Chances are mm -hmm. you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, and I do a four-day detox too, once a month. A four-day detox? Four-day detox. Mm -hmm. Is that a phone detox? Internet. No uh, apps, no Google, no nothing. No, I write, yeah. I read, I write, I read, I walk, I eat, I sleep, I think, I journal. Um, you know, I love it when I go to places where I don't have phone reception. Mm -hmm. And it's just like in the mountains usually. Mm -hmm. The phone doesn't work, so I'm good. I know I leave the phone in the car and I unless we're taking pictures of ourselves and stuff, but I just put it on airplane mode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Let's do a quick review on the mistakes, uh, like bullet points, what they were, the top mistakes that they made. Mistake, with, uh, uh, mistakes, mistakes. I don't know. Oh, I think uh, we talked about, they're not free. The myths. Oh, mistakes. Really, the biggest, like I said, the biggest mistake is just believing that people are what they say because they're more likely to be what they do, not what they say. That that to me. And I guess another one is that all all um, all connections aren't created equal. So when you go into a networking situation or you look at your network and you think everybody's the same, they're kind of not. So some people are there because they like you and they want to support you. Some people like to share their information or knowledge. A friend of mine taught me how to use Canva. Like that was a great play because now like for simple memes and simple things, I don't have to hire a graphic designer, which means I can spend more money on more things that will make me more money, et cetera, et cetera. So he freed up a ton of cash flow for me just by teaching me how to use Canva. Um, yeah, that was great. I love it. So, um, so, you know, people will help you with your knowledge, expanding your skill sets, those sorts of things. Um, you can do skill set exchanges. And then finally, um, you know, people, there are people that are just there. They want to help you build your business and they'll, they will help you by sharing their networks with you, giving you their programs for free, like really helping you grow your business. Um, and not everyone in your network is, is going to do all three, but the place that you want to spend the most time is with people who do all three. So people who support you, they share their resources with you. They share their knowledge with you. They share their networks with you. That's the real sweet spot. You need about five of them. And you're good. And you're, yeah, if you cultivate yeah. five really good partners, um, you you definitely can, that are referring you and sharing networks and that you can do a nice, you can do a nice business with that. Oh, absolutely. So 
what I'm hearing is all you need is five solid partners and you're good to go. Yes, but they are the Holy Grail. Yeah. So can I show you, a, can I show you a, a, a slide? Sure you can. Okay. Let me show you this here because it, it, it'll make a little more sense if I can. Yeah. We could easier to have a visual. Yeah. Share my screen, share my screen. That's not what I want. I want window. I want that. Oh my gosh. This is just, there we go. Can you see this slide? Yeah. Here you go. Okay. Hold on. Play from current slide. Um, okay. So when you meet somebody, you, you become acquainted with them, right? So you're going to be their acquaintance and then you're going to have some sort of a conversation that's going to create relationship and some memorability and some trust. And I call that an associate relationship. Like I'm associated with you. I kind of know what you do. Then I want to say, Hey, let's promote each other. And I'm going to create an advocate. So that's kind of where you and I are right now. Okay. We, we were at the associate level. Um, you reached out, we started talking, uh, we created this advocate level relationship where we're happy to make each other visible to our, to our networks. Mm -hmm. The next play is to be an ambassador. Now in politics, an ambassador is someone who takes your message, your country's message to a foreign land. So an ambassador is someone who takes your message to a foreign network. And typically they find people that are uh, perfect connectors. Like they, they could be good JV partners for you or whatever, because they share your audience. Um, and then you have people that are affiliated with you. And I, sometimes that's money for referrals or referrals for money or referrals for referrals or knowledge for whatever, you know, it, however you create a, recipro a reciprocity agreement with an affiliate, that's kind of how, that that's like the Holy Grail, right? And then Robin Dunbar in Great Britain in the 90s um, came up with this sort of how do you build a social network? So the way I look at it is you have about 150 people that you kind of know who they are. They're in your database, maybe, but you haven't really created a lot of relationship with them. Then you have about 50 people that you want at that associate level, meaning they know what you do you know what they do. And let's face it, if somebody just came up to me and said, hey, do you know Mustafa Hosseini? I'd be like, yes, I totally know him and I can give you his phone number. I just I just did this. Somebody asked me if I knew Bill Barron. Well, I do know Bill. Uh, I know Bill from five or six years ago. I did a program with him and then I took a course with him and I've JV'd with him. And I just reached out to him. On, um, he showed up on my Facebook, talk about manifestation. And I was like, hey, Bill, um, I want to know, can I make this introduction? And so we're going to make that happen, right? So we're Bill and I are associated with one another. Um, the 30 in the middle, the 30 in the next part is really how many, how many advocates do I need? How many people do I want promoting me on Facebook, promoting me on LinkedIn, promoting me on Instagram, promoting me on their Facebook lives, right? Like doing visibility plays for me, putting me in front of large audiences. At the ambassador level, if I just had 15 people finding good connectors for me, I would never have to network on my own right? They would find me those people. And then I want to groom five people to be heavy hitters for me, five people that are generating for me anywhere from 15 to $40,000 in revenue every single year to get me into that solid six figure uh, mark. So that's, that's the, um, that's the, the kind of the general format. Love that it. I so you need to, you need to system to get all of this done. And that's what you teach. Yeah. And that's what you support them with. Yes. Love it. Okay. So um, can you tell us about your gift? Uh, your That would be, I think, a good way to segue into your gift. Which I is don't remember business. what I told you. Is it the blueprint? No, the business by referral blueprint. Uh, All right. Yeah. So the business by referral blueprint is a pretty short little document that just walks you through my six system for generating $100,000 in referrals. And it starts off with um, getting clarity around who you serve, what the problem is, building yourself up as an authority, and then all of the things that you need once you've got your messaging clear, how to build your team. So all of that is in the business by referral blueprint. And I'll tell you what, um, I also have a, a training. So if you, when you download the blueprint, I will then follow up with giving you a 45 minute training that talks a little bit more about the stuff that we talked about today and gives you a little more information about me and, and how we could work together. 
Love it. So again, if you want to get access to Virginia's blueprint, uh, it's called Business by Referrals Blueprint. Getting referrals is, is, in my experience, way more profitable than any other marketing activity out there, period. Mm-hmm. And I've been at this marketing game for a good part of 11 years. Um, I mean, you could go do Facebook ads, all sorts of ads out there. And so in our world, referrals, like you have a 60, 70, 80, sometimes 100, 100% chance of closing a referral versus a 5 to 10% chance of closing someone cold. And you have to do a lot of work to warm that new lead up to get mm-hmm. to a point of, do they want to buy from you no, or, or no? Versus a referral is like, hey, you need to go buy from Virginia. And then he shows up and says, where do I swipe my card? <laughs> yeah. And that's why you just have to remember what is the definition of a referral versus what is the definition of a contact or a connection. A referral is a meaningful introduction to a prospect who has the problem you solve, wants to entertain a solution and has money to pay you. So your referral partners have to ascertain, they have to have a system to ascertain all three things before they turn somebody over to you. Exactly. So gang, I uh, just reposted the link here. I think last time didn't go through. So Troy, let me know if you got the link here in the um, uh, in the comments. It is in the description of the show and it will be on our podcast description as well. The link is kind of crazy. I'm not going to even try to read yeah. the name for you. We should have done a bit.ly. <laughs> I should have. I should have. We'll do Bitly's next time. So go on the link, click on the, the link and grab Virginia's business by referrals blueprint because it is extremely important to get this figured out. Um, Let's talk about some personal stuff, shall we? Sure. All what right. Do I- so what are, you, what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun, Virginia? What do I do? I hang out with my hilarious three-year-old grandson. That's probably a big one. I enjoy reading. Um, I'm also, okay, I'm also a healer. So uh, I really enjoy um, understanding plant medicine and um, oils and that sort of stuff. So that for me is really huge. Uh, I do like walking and hiking. Um I like working, man. I really love what I do. So it's kind of, it's kind of like my big hobby. So I'm writing a book and creating content for people. And I really love that. Love it. Love it. Now, what are top two, three books that have made a massive difference in your life or your near business? Two, three books. Think and Grow Rich. Uh-huh. That one I read every single year. Brene Brown, Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly? Daring Greatly. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown is a university researcher and she's a sociologist and all of her work is around shame and the the the, the terrible power of shame to make us miserable and how we can, oh, yeah. we can overcome that. Um, and like really her whole series, she's got one that's um, d- called Dare to Lead, which is really good as well, which I, those two have really changed me. And I think Danielle Laporte's Desire Map. Desire Map. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the author again? Danielle Laporte. Laporte. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, if you had a Facebook or a Google ad where everyone on the internet could see your ad, Mm-hmm. What would your message be? Be you. Love it. Tell me more about that. Why? Why that message? What do you mean by that? So one of the things, uh, this may be very common to women of a certain age. I notice a, a lot. My mother did it. And I'm like, oh, my mother did this, right? Um like all the, all the little birdies fly out of the nest and then you kind of just don't care what people think anymore. And I really, uh, so I've, I've spent a lot of my life following traditional paths. Like, okay, you go to college, then you get a job, then you get married, then you have babies, then you did right. Like la 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 la. And, and you, you never think about like, is this really what I want? Is this really going to thrill me? Or is this really what I'm, am I feeling this? You know? 
And uh, one day I woke up and I was like, man, I feel like I'm in the Truman show before it goes into color. Like it's the black and white Truman show. And I was like, this is not working for me. And then you start to blame everybody else. And it's everybody else's, you know, it's your husband's fault. It's the world's fault. It's everybody's fault. And then you realize you're like, no, I made absolute choices. I made choices to not be who I am and to be, to be hidden from that. And so about three, four years ago, I was like, I'm done. You know, I'm just going to stand up and I'm going to hold my head up and I'm going to be unapologetically me. And the most miraculous thing happened, Mustafa. You know what happened? What happened? For the first time in my life, I had friends and a social life and people liked me and I didn't have to beg for attention and I didn't have to beg for eyeballs on my work. And I didn't, people just were like, oh, I'm so cool. I'm so down with that. I'm so attracted to that. Right. And all these years I spent pretending to be someone I thought everyone else would be to get their approval. And all I needed to do was just step up and be me and understand I am not pizza. I'm not for everyone. Love it. I love the idea of being yourself. You're not for everyone. And when you started just unapologetically, if I said it right, mm-hmm. um, and shamelessly being yourself. Yep. You, and she's like, you don't care about anything else. This is me. Like it or leave it. And think good things started happening. I love that song. The song, This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. That's so, it. Um, so uh, it, it's really interesting. It's the, the misfits, like the bearded lady and all the weirdos that are in the circus, right? And it's them. The song is them sort of standing up and saying, this is me. And your words can, your words aren't going to cut me down. You are not going to shame me anymore. I'm going to stand up and I'm just going to be me. This is me. And I saw that song and that, I mean, I lose my crackers every time I see it. I'm like, yes, be you. So that really just be you. And I'm not saying be an ass, right? I'm not saying be rude. I'm not saying be disrespectful. I'm saying stop hiding your light because you're afraid of someone's disapproval. People are going to disapprove of you all day long. That tells you a lot about them and their values and what matters to them and what they're in alignment with. And it's just information and it shouldn't make you hide your light under a bushel. I love it. You know, honestly, we were talking about the same topic with my brother over the past few days and Mm -hmm. we're talking about the shame and we were talking about the fact that we we tend to try to please everybody and and then we gotta i gotta stop both right because it just it doesn't get you anywhere right the really interesting thing you spend all this time trying to please people and get the approval of people that you don't really even like because you're pretending to be somebody you're not who you don't really like to attract people you don't like who think that you like that i mean it's ridiculous like it like the whole psychology of it is so screwed up so but we're taught to conform right well don't don't absolutely so What's one piece of advice you received that made a massive difference for you? Oh, this is great. Jay Facet, shout out to you. Ready? If you want to be happy, ask someone who can give you a yes. If you want to be happy, ask someone who can give you a yes. What do you mean by that? So if I want cheesecake, but you don't have any, and I keep saying... But Musafa, I need cheesecake. I need you to give me cheesecake. I can't be happy without cheesecake. And you're like, dude, I don't have cheesecake to give. In relationships, it could be anything from, you know, I need someone who's spiritually aligned with me. Well, if you need that to be happy, ask someone who can give it to you. Don't align yourself with a bunch of people who can only give you no. And try to figure out a way to manipulate them into giving you a yes. That that's it. There's a lot of wisdom in that. There's a truckload of wisdom in that. I got, I mean, I got rid of, I got rid of so much weight. I mean, I said to people, I'd be like, can you give me this? They'd be like, what are you capable of being like this in my life? I don't even know what you're talking. No. I'm like, okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> much love. 
So I guess the question is, before we want to get something, the question is, who can give me this? Right. Who is capable? And then you go find those people instead of asking random people. Well, you can ask all the random people you want, but when they tell you no, don't try to convince them that their no is a yes and don't keep pursuing them. And this is for referrals too. If somebody says they're going to mail for you and time and time again, they don't, quit expecting them to mail for you. They showed you their no. So when people have no for you, just say thank you for your no and move right along and keep searching for the yes. Someone has your yes, but you just, you need to ask someone who can, has the capacity to say, yes, I'd be happy to provide that with you and can do it effortlessly, right? Yeah. You don't want to go to a concert with a friend who goes, well, I'm not really into Ozzy Osbourne, but I guess I'll go with you. And then they sit there the whole time and you know that they're they're not happy because they don't like that music, right? So if you want to go see an Ozzy Osbourne concert, well, find somebody who like really digs Ozzy and go with that person, not with your spouse who wants to listen to, you know, classical music. Jazz, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that that's a profound advice. Like Thank you, Jay Facet. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you for sharing. Now, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Be you. All right, cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, like just, I, I, and I know this to be a fact because I gave it to my daughters. Um, when you meet me, like I'm quirky and whatever, but you wouldn't expect me to have a daughter who is tattooed from her neck to her ankles and vapes. I'm like, honey, it's your skin. Do what you want, but it's going to hurt like hell if you ever want those taken off. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you're going to look like a victim, right? But <laughs> I don't care. And I'm not embarrassed to walk around with her. And I don't, you know, so they are who they are. And they're, they're, they're doing what's happy. And that's what I told them. I was like, I have all kinds of expectations for you. Don't embrace the ones that don't fit. Mm-hmm. all sorts of gifts don't accept the ones that aren't for you um, absolutely so yeah very very important that's what i th- i think that's what i'll do with my kids as well uh like uh, i'm not going to Im- enforce what i think would be good for them i would just i usually my, my kids are like one and five and even now i don't try to force them into what i want i'm like do what you want i'm, I'm here to protect you that's my job mm-hmm. right and well, and I think with kids, though, you know, the, the big mistake we make is we want to protect them as parents, but we can't shield them from the consequences of their choices. So I always said, um, you need to make this choice in order for me in alignment with me. If you make a different choice, whatever the consequences are, I trust you to clean up the mess you make. Mm-hmm. I won't be coming to rescue you. Virginia, this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. I feel like we could go easily for another two or three hours on various top topics and different tangents. Is there anything that you want to add that you we haven't talked about yet? No, it's just such a pleasure to hang out with you. And I look forward to um, having you on my shows and for us to just continue working together. And I do hope that your audience got value out of today and that you all download the blueprint and then I'll get you the, I'll get you the training and, you know, let's have a conversation. If this is, if referrals is the way that you want to start building your business, um, then stop networking for nothing. And I'm really happy to provide you with resources to do that. And, and Mustafa, you're just amazing. And I'm just really glad to have you in my network and call you a friend. Likewise, likewise. I am beyond amazing that we connected. And we were trying to like reach out and, and have a conversation for a while, but mm-hmm. it happened recently. We time. Yep. It, 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 it probably happened for a reason. And I'm happy that it happened when it happened. Yep. And I look forward to the future. So gang, if you want to improve your referrals, and improve your networking, which both both are extremely important because your network is your net worth. <laughs> and if you don't have a good enough network, then you want to go to someone like Virginia, who's been at it. And uh, uh, guys, what we talked about today was like touching the surface about her experience, because I know there is way more that she has done and she has under under her, her belt that we didn't get to talk about. So maybe you will you will learn more about her and what she does and the capabilities that she has when you download the business by referral 
blueprint. So the link is in the comments. If you're on social media, it will be in the um, description of the show on our podcast, and you can get access to that. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as you know, as usual, if you ask a question, uh, comment on our uh, social media platforms, tag a friend who could benefit from this conversation, and uh, like, subscribe uh, to our channels, whichever channel you're watching through, you enter your name for the draw. And uh, again, if you write a review about this episode specifically with Virginia and mention her name on the review on Apple, Spotify, or any other platform, you get an invite to a training session that me and Virginia are going to put together. We're going to be doing networking, masterminding, hot seating. There's going to be a ton of value and you just get a complimentary access to that workshop, which is going to be a ton of fun. And as you can see, she's got all the energy in the world to support you on whatever uh, you need done with respect to business. Now, one more thing I'm just going to bring up is the confidence giveaway is coming up at the end of May. May 31st, June 6th. If you wanted to contribute and grow uh, your list, uh, I'm going to put the link again in the comments and um, join us. It'll be fun. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Mustafa Hosseini. Thank you, Virginia Muskis and the Referral Diva. Great to have you and I look forward to having you on the show again, maybe later this year or next year. Thank you awesome. and have a great day. Bye-bye.